0: This is the Mymac Podcasting Network.
1: Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode number 46. Is, I'm Travis, this is Justin. <laughs>
0: That's Justin. Yeah. I'm Travis.
1: The music was pretty loud in my headphones. I couldn't really hear myself think.
0: Okay. So, uh. No, I'm Justin. That's Justin. Anyone who tells you that he's Justin is a freaking liar. Or he's ignorant. An ignorant liar.
1: Well, yeah. He'd be both, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. I think we got a good show today. As we kind of teased last episode, um. We're opening up the uh. first episode of the GSC Book Club,
0: first installment. Yes. First installment, the first meeting of the GSC Book Club.
1: Yes, and uh, hopefully some of the listeners out there kind of uh, maybe studied the book a little bit. Hopefully. At least looked them up on Wikipedia, because we gave links and uh, some other stuff on like show notes last week. Yes, we did. Or last episode, I guess. And um, so in case you missed it, what we're going to be doing this episode is we're going to talk about... Uh, Stu Unger, and Stu Unger was a poker player, he was a gin player, and he lived a real remarkable life. And uh, this is his biography, it's called Stu Unger, Uh, (laughs) there it is, one of a kind, the rise and fall of Stewie the Kid Unger, the world's greatest poker player. And um, I think we should just jump head first right into it. Okay. Um, You read the book for the first time, like, last week.
0: Yeah, about... Week and a half to two weeks yeah. ago or so, and, and I've um, since listened to it again. Yes, and then I went back and kind of re-listened to the the good parts. Not that there's bad parts, but you know the, <laughs> the interesting, like the ultra interesting parts. Yeah. So what would you think about it? Uh, it was it was very good. Um, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and i I say that to say this. I, um, I, I quote unquote read or listen to mm-hmm. here to four, which you know, blah 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 blah, I will refer to as read, even though I've listened. Okay. Here to four. Go. Forthwith. All the way. Yes. Uh I've read uh several different like other biographies um about uh, like different rock stars, like uh, there's a really good Jim Morrison book out there mm-hmm. that I that I uh, I really really enjoy. Um, Jimi Hendrix, uh, just to name a few, and this reminded me a lot of those books. Okay, why is that? Well, just I mean the kind of lifestyle that he he lived. I mean it was so extreme. You know, it was so like so out of the ordinary. Oh yeah, I mean it was it was. I think I referred to it uh on the last episode uh that we did um' is like he lived a very rock and roll lifestyle
1: without the music, yes, without the music, <laughs> but everything else was there pretty much yeah, yeah, and um I read this book maybe about five years ago, and uh I saw it sitting on my friend's shelf, so I asked him if I could borrow it, and he said, yeah, and um we kind of went through this last episode just to kind of clean it up, people okay. who didn't listen. So I'm sure uh, we have some first-time listeners, maybe. You never know. You never know. And um, and so I, I reread the book, and uh, I took some notes while I was doing it. So we have some, some notes about it, different bullet points to talk about. And uh, I really enjoyed this book. This is one of the few books I've ever read in my life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm not afraid to admit it. And uh, it was so good that I... I wanted to read it again, and I would. I see myself reading this again at some point in the future.
0: How far down the road?
1: Um, next year, <laughs> <laughs> the same time, the same days,
0: same bat time, same bat channel.
1: Yes, <laughs> something like that. So, um, basically, what Stu Unger was, who he was, who he was, and what he was, was a. Uh, he was a great poker player, and I have a... I would say, uh,
0: sorry to interrupt you, I would say he was a great card player. He's most known for his poker uh, achievements. Yes. But I think if you were to describe him, the only way to describe him is a great card player.
1: Well, I was before you interrupted me, that kind of was what I was going to go on to say. Okay. Because he was a great poker player, but that probably wasn't his best game of cards. And I have a quote here from... Billy Baxter. We should say real quick, you have put together extensive notes. I actually did my job and put together some, uh, some work ahead of time. Cause I've always said what I do on this show is just sit down and talking to the microphone. And while I do that, well, I might be the best one at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's why, like, this episode's kind of taking a while to get out because I was reading the book, but I wasn't just reading it. I was taking notes. And so um, I have a lot of notes. And let me see if I can't find where that quote is. There it is. It's from Billy Baxter. It's one of his friends from Playing Cards. Uh, he says, Stewie was a great poker player, maybe the best ever. But when it came to gin, Stewie was hands down the greatest player that's ever lived or maybe that ever will live. And gin is a card game... um I have a lot of gin notes. Gin, rummy. Yeah, gin, rummy. And um, basically what it is, you get 10 cards. You try to make uh, what's what's called runs or books, um, like four, five, six, seven, all in one suit. Like any numbers in order in the same suit would be a run. Okay. Um, like three fours, three threes, uh, you know, four, whatever. You want to get four of something and three of something and three of something, if that makes sense. You want to get like... Like three overall runs.
0: See now, you're gonna need to be a little bit more element elementary here with your uh, description, because like I have no clue how to play gin. Like, and whenever they were talking about how to play, uh, I mean, and they really just briefly went over how yeah. to, like the how to play gin. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, like, my eyes just kind of glazed over. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, like. Go into a little bit more detail exactly, like uh, runs or whatever. Okay, so... Well, like, first, what's just the overall, uh, without using any, like, poker or or card aficionado terminology, like in third grade terms, uh, what is the objective of gin? The objective is to
1: get four of a run, three of a run, and three of a run. So you have 10 cards, 4 plus 3 plus 3 equals 10. And uh, what it is, you get dealt 10 cards, and then there's a pile face-down of cards, and then you draw one, and then you lay one down face-up. And then that player can draw from the, the deck that's face-down, or he can choose that one card that's face-up to help his hand. And then, like, say I had 3, 4, 5, 6, all the spades, and then I had 3 kings and then 3 queens, I have my runs, and my books, because I have three of something, three kings, three of something, three queens, and then four of something, three, four, five, six, all spades, and that would be gin.
0: Okay, and my eyes are still glazed over, but that's fine.
1: All right, that's that's basically what it is, and um, and he's he's probably the best that's ever played this this game gin, and then uh, from that he developed into a poker player. Well, I don't know about from that, but overall he was a huge card player, mm-hmm. and um. He won tons of money throughout his life, and then just blew away tons of money. Mm-hmm. I think um, at the end, when they say, "hate to spoil, spoil alert," he dies. <laughs> um, they said he accrued about 30 million dollars through gambling and playing poker and gin and when gambling.: he, Yeah, when he passed, he had zero of that.
0: No, but he had 800 dollars in his pocket. He had 800
1: dollars in his pocket. From 30, about 800, From 30 million. I think. So that kind of like, you know, sort of shows his lifestyle. Which, to be honest, lifestyle.
0: I'm surprised he died with that much in his pocket, to be quite honest. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I mean, because they talk about, uh, and we'll get into this in a little more detail uh, a bit later, but um, yeah, whenever he fell from grace, he really, really fell yeah, to I the did. point where. Uh, at, he was at a card room and talking with uh, the guy in charge of the poker room, and someone had left him like two one dollar chips as a tip. That and this is they gave the guy working at the casino like a a two dollar tip, not not Stewie. Mm-hmm. And um, th- the guy working uh, turned his head to talk to somebody, and whenever he he turned like he turned back, Stewie was gone, and so was the two dollars worth of chips Mm
1: -hmm. like he like that's how low it's how bad he needed the money Mm -hmm. it's like uh i think you described it last episode when we were briefly talking about it It was a he lived a roller coaster life and his highs were about as high as you could get pretty close his lows were about as low if not lower than you could get yeah pretty much and um and it, there's a lot of stuff out there. It's not just this book. Uh, there's a movie out there. Yeah, based called, on the book called High Roller that I've actually never seen it. I've always wanted to, but just never have taken the time or really had the uh, appropriate ways of watching it. But Justin has seen it.
0: Yeah, I uh, after I my second way second time through the book. Uh, we still had some time left to go before we did the show because I, I think I had listened to it all the way through or I was close to finishing it my second time through whenever we did our last show. Mm-hmm. So I wanted, I wanted to make sure it stayed fresh in my mind. So I when it was actually whenever I was uh, trying to find video clips to put in last week's show notes, uh-huh. um, I, I started with just like typing in, you know, Stu Unger into YouTube uh, or I'm sorry, in the Google and, you know, as it tends to to do, you know, YouTube search results, you know, we're in the Google, uh, search results. And so I started trying to find appropriate, uh, videos and I, I think I spent like maybe three or four hours literally just wow. going through and, and cause I, I just got so sidetracked, you know, uh-huh. like I would watch, I would see one video and go, huh, okay, let's see what this is. And it was like part one of three. Yeah. And then like before I knew it I I had not only finished that three-parter I had started on another four-parter. <laughs> uh but um yeah. Uh so I the I just wanted to say real quick um we I found it after we recorded uh last week's show but I I you know put it in the show notes. There was a a special and Trav you saw a little bit of it that yeah. was put on by it wasn't ESPN. You said it was some Canadian. It was a uh, TSN.
1: I yeah. think that's the Canadian ESPN.
0: Yeah, whatever that stands for, the sports network, maybe. You know what? That's not a bad guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was a like documentary style uh, version of the book. Like the the name of the the special that was on TV was the same name as the book, and they one of a kind. Yes, and that uh and like some of the audio recordings that the author had had made with Stewie because the book started out as an autobiography yeah. that was going to be ghostwritten. Yeah. Um, which happens way more than I think people think you, the fact that like someone puts out a book, but they didn't really write it. Someone else wrote it. Uh, uh-huh. um, it might, I really don't know. No, I'm, I'm, I know. Okay, uh, I believe you. And, uh, you've never led me wrong before. <laughs> uh, so anyways, yeah, there was a, there was a special that was basically just every single high, high point of the book. And by high point, I mean, all the interesting stuff, um, they covered in this, in this special. And, and so I, I think i linked to the YouTube, like, was it playlist or queue or whatever? Something like where that. Where like it'll load the next video after the fir- first video's done. Queue sounds like the right word for that, but
1: I don't know if that's right.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyways, so that that was in uh, that was in last week's uh, show notes, which all of our show notes can be found. Well, you know what? Here's the thing, though, is that uh, something happened, right, Trav? Uh, and our last episode is not up on the website for some reason.
1: That is correct. I checked so. that literally like thirty minutes ago, and for some reason, Geeky Show ever number forty five. N- titled nonsense. Yeah, it's is not, not on up there. there.
0: Can you check Trav to see if maybe it got posted in uh, uh, MyMac on the MyMac website? But typically, all of our show notes are available uh, on ever dot com. Um, I doubt it's going to be up there though. Okay. So here's the thing, and we will definitely have it in uh the show notes for this show. I will, I will repost all of the show notes that, uh, is that, um, yeah, that's yeah forty five it's in, Yeah,
1: it's in like the iTunes part, but for some reason it's not on the geekiest show ever.com. Did you so check, check my Mac
0: dot com? Yeah.
1: That's where I was just at. And it had a link to the geekiest show ever over there. Huh? Yeah.
0: Uh, try uh try searching the word nonsense all right, sorry guys uh anyways, yeah, um well, that really sucks, doesn't it um a little
1: bit, but I mean, you can put it yeah like, all that in the I'll, show notes this time,
0: yeah, and I'll make it clear in the show notes that that they were that you know this is a reposting of last show's show notes, but um anyways, yeah, and i and there'll be a link uh you know to the to this playlist or queue or whatever and so you know if you didn't read the book but you are you know you should really do yourself a favor and hit pause right now and go go to the uh the documentary i'm talking about it's not it's not too long no um and if and just about everything that we talk about here you will absolutely know Perfectly what we're talking about. Yes. And uh you will probably want to go and read the book. Yeah, you'll wish you had if you don't do it. Correct. But uh the like I said, the documentary is absolutely based one hundred percent on everything that is in the book. Okay. Uh so anyways, what where were we going with that? You're talking about the movie. Oh, the movie, the movie, yeah. Yeah, So I i I found a trailer for the movie on YouTube. Okay. I I looked around for it and was able to find it online. Nice. Um and I watched it. Um it was never a, at any point a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Um and like hopefully you could, you'll be able to tell I don't know by the album art but at least the picture that will accompany this uh this podcast on the website will show a uh, a picture of Stu Unger. He uh is definitely an unusual looking guy.
1: Yeah, he is. because he, he's about 5'4", five, five.
0: Five, I think. Or five five, I maybe think it's five I
1: five. Know. Weighed like a hundred to hundred and ten pounds.
0: Oh, see, I think they said in the book that the the heaviest he ever got was like a hundred pounds. I think they said
1: it was like hundred and ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, but either way, that's pretty tiny. Like five five. His nickname was the kid. Yeah. Because even when even at age forty, yeah, like forty, he is he was still the kid because he was just he had. Boyish features to him.
0: Very petite. Yes. And, uh, in fact, after he won the first World Series of poker, uh, some, uh, like a couple months later or whatever, he was at some casino and some, like, uh, jerk asked him why he wasn't in class. Yeah. <laughs> and he, you know, obviously he was in Vegas. He was well over 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like he was very young looking very i uh, you know not to be like that about it, but I don't think he was at all like an attractive type of guy. <laughs> well, you would know <laughs> um <laughs>
1: I guess not i don't know he like i mean come I on. can't imagine a lot of females would see a five five hundred and five pound dude and like really think that was a pretty good looking guy. No offense out there if anyone is that size. But
0: <laughs> well, it's not because of the height. I mean, he's just a he's just an odd-looking guy. I mean, you know, he he was called the kid because he was petite and all that, but also because his face, I mean, he he looked
1: like a kid. You might say that he was one of a kind. That's what I would say at least.
0: I'm going to quit this show. I'm okay. going to quit this show.
1: All right. Why do we always have to have an awkward moment of silence during our shows? Uh, in respect of uh, Stewie. Okay.
0: That's
2: good.
1: <laughs> um, a couple of like achievements that Stu Unger has had. He has Choo-choo. won the the World Series of Poker main event three times.
0: And that's like uh, that's exactly what it sounds like. The, the World Series of po- that is the event.
1: It's the event. It's a ten thousand dollar buy-in. The best of the best, back then played. Now any idiot can go and play it. But
0: but it's still true that the best of the best still play. Yes, the
1: best of the best still the best of the best will do anything to play in this tournament. They don't want to miss this tournament. If, they don't want to uh, miss a thing. If they're <laughs> yes. If, uh, in the World Series of Poker. If their wife was having a kid, they would like during this tournament. They would play in this tournament because that's how much they want to win. This is the most prestigious tournament in the history of poker. I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's you pretty much said it. It the prestige level on a scale of one to ten is like a twenty. Yeah, most people like back when if, if you. Sorry, if, if, here's a good way to put it. If you are just an amateur, like you, listener, doing whatever it is you do to make your living, if you entered into the World Series of Poker and won it, you are instantly a poker superstar. Mm-hmm. And you could probably do like poker, uh, like, uh, events. And by that I mean like, you know, having people pay you a lot of money, like come yeah, to like a big corporate event. Exactly. Stuff. You could, you're probably set, uh, you could probably quit your job and yeah. do that. I mean, that's how, that's how big of a deal this tournament is. It can take a nobody and shoot them, you know, rocket them up to a uh, superstar level of uh, pokerdom, like overnight.
1: Yeah. Back when uh, uh, Stu Unger won the first World Series of Poker bracelet that he won was uh, the 1980s, 1980 main event. And that was for 365,000. And I think there's something like 330 people in it. And uh, now there's like 8,000 people in it. Are you serious? Uh, first place is like 8 million or something no way. something like that. So, yeah.
0: How much did Moneymaker win? Chris Moneymaker. Uh, back in '03? I,
1: mean, I think it was... Like 2,000? 2, no, not 2,000. 2 million? Two yeah. and a half mil? Something
0: like that? I think the dude... That was around the time poker really took off, right? That was...
1: Mo- Chris Moneymaker sucks at poker. Yeah. But uh he was a huge reason why poker went off cuz they saw that any idiot can win <laughs> it pretty much. And so they're like, and well, he if he can do like it, it, I can do it. He
0: looks like a slightly well more like a slightly better put together Larry the Cable guy. <laughs> don't you think?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. He don't quite talk like the or whatever. He doesn't have quite the uh you know, cut off every sleeve in your closet, <laughs> but he definitely looks like he may, might be a cousin. Uh, yeah, I can agree to that. <laughs> yeah, I can't refute that at all. And he was somebody who, yeah, like you said, he was a nobody. Yeah. In that, whenever he entered that tournament, uh, world World Series of Poker, and he he was yeah, the one who got art. You know, to some extent. Was responsible for the poker popularity. Yeah,
1: he had a big, big hand in it. So, <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Um, So, Stu Unger won the main event three times. No players ever won it three times.
0: That's not re- true. Who else won it three times? Um, There was, uh, I, I don't remember his name, but he won the first World Series. Uh, I swear to God, though, there was someone else who won it three times. However, one of his victories... Oh, was by... Vote. Or yeah, something. really weird. Yeah, and I think that might have been the first World Series. Uh, that was Johnny Moss.
1: That yeah, that happened. Yeah, I don't think I can count that.
0: Uh, like technically, in, you have in to. In your heart, you can't count. You can't count that. because I, I totally agree. However, um, in the official books, yeah, okay, he, he has three titles.
1: Um, so he won the main event three times, and then he also won. What was called the Super Bowl of Poker, which doesn't Doesn't. sound
0: like what it. I mean, it was they were trying to make it like the. Yeah, it was like
1: the main events, like little brother. They're like, hey, buddy. Yeah. What's (laughs) up? What's going on, Squirt? Yeah, exactly. And uh, but he won that three times, and uh, as Uh,
0: he's the only player to win both of them three times. Yes,
1: and um, and that was just poker. This has nothing to do with even like his gin skills, and so. He was a huge card player, but he's also a huge gambler. He would gamble on just about anything. He would go to the horse races, and he would gamble on which horse would come in last. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he would... He never golfed before in his life. The first time he stepped foot on a golf course, he was betting, like, triple-digit thousands of dollars on, like, holes and stuff.
0: Yeah, like... uh yeah he uh he was betting money on golf before he ever played an actual hole because yeah. uh i can't remember who it was but one of his uh uh you know friends who was also a big gambler and you know holds his own in poker took him to the uh you know the golf course and they he was just teaching uh stewie how to putt. yeah and um and so so uh before he ever even played his first hole. They were just on the, the little practice putting green. And, uh, Stewie was, he got bored. Well, he, he just like started yelling, how much if I make this putt, you know, how much, how much you want to bet? I'll sink this putt. Or would I like just yelling at the top of his lungs? And, and one thing about Stewie is he grew up in, uh, in New York yeah. and, and quite almost quite literally was raised by the, the mob. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and, uh, like, that was the only real constant in his uh, growing up, you know, through teenage years. That was a constant in his life was his uh, connection with a lot of the the people in the mob. Yeah. Um, not so much in his later years, but at least in his Yeah, when he was growing years.
1: up and even in, like, his early like even, to mid-20s, yeah, I think. Yeah, something like that. And even when he won the uh, World Series, he would, like, f- fly out his old... Like, well, uh, that's,
0: that's a crazy story. Role model and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, the, the guy who was kind of like his his father type figure. Yeah. Um, it was whenever he was in the World Series the very first time. Mm-hmm. And he called him up, uh, the night before, um, the final day and was telling him how good he was doing. And he was like, me and it's the other guy, I can't yeah. remember his name, but, uh, like his partner or something, not like gay partner. But uh, said we're we're gonna fly out and and, and come see you. Yeah, and Stewie was just like over gave him the, the biggest moon, lift, over the moon. I mean, uh, you know, it had to just be amazing. It's like uh, as a kid getting to play in like a championship game, and and your dad saying let's I'll go I'll go watch you play or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so you know he flew down, and uh, Stewie won it you know, with, uh, this guy in the crowd and Stewie was, you know, I mean, it was like probably the best moment probably of his life. I yeah. Probably. Think. I mean that cause, cause it was a first
1: win mm-hmm. and, he had and a, he still,
0: and yeah, like what was his name? Philly. I think, no, that was the other guy.
1: Okay. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I forget what his name is though.
0: Yeah, me too. But, uh, you know, he was, he was a guy in the mob. Uh uh-huh. Um, they, uh, Stewie took him, took, you know, him and his, you know, Stewie's at the time girlfriend, later wife, uh, and then, Victor uh, Romano. Yeah, Victor Romano. Yeah. And then he took out Victor, Philly, his girlfriend, and obviously himself out to eat, and they had just this huge meal. And, uh, you know, it seemed like things were going to be going okay, but then later that night, Victor, Victor. uh, had a massive heart attack and died. Yeah. And that just...
1: Just that story right there just is the prime example of the highest high and, like, the lowest low yeah. all in one day. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much stretched out his whole life, the pretty highs much, and lows yeah. like that. Um, yeah, like like Justin was saying, his, his childhood um, really played a big part as to who he was mm-hmm. because his uh, biological father passed when he was pretty young but uh, he owned a a bar, and he kept his own book, like sports book. And um, he couldn't read or write, though. He couldn't read or write. That's true. <laughs> his father. Yeah, and um, so, and so Stewie yeah. kept the books for him. And pretty much ever since Stewie was can remember, he was around gambling. And no, uh, oh, excuse me, <laughs> something in he's my getting throat. a bit choked up. <clears throat> this yeah. is hard for him to talk about. I know. We might need to take a break. No, but, um, and so he's, he was around gambling for as long as he can remember. And I mean, just that right there, you know, making the books, finding out the handicaps, whatever exactly that means. But he knew that. Mm-hmm. And, um, they get
0: special parking.
1: Yes, they do. Those lucky people. <laughs> I'm going to break your legs so we can get some handicap spots.
2: I was listening to a podcast and it was long It was just so long they kept talking I went for five mile run, still they kept talking Remember the last time you listened to a podcast and they just kept going and going and going Remember how you mowed your lawn and they were still talking You then rode your bike for 20 miles You helped the neighbor rebuild his engine You waxed the car You washed the dog You washed your neighbor's dog And they still were talking Hi, I'm Scott from Pocket Size Podcast, available at MyMac.com. You will never have that experience with us. We're all about short. We're all about pocket. We're Pocket Size Podcast. We're about Apple iOS devices. If you like iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, you'll love us, and we'll love you too. Just not for a very long time.
0: Hey, Scott.
2: Uh, yeah?
0: Shut up already. We're supposed to keep it short.
2: (sighs) Yes, yes we are. Find us at mymac.com, the pocket size podcast. I would to pocket I would i my hair Hey Gaz, do you like apples?
0: Yes, I love coxes because they're hard and juicy. Huh? Do you mean what I think you mean? Yeah, coxes Pippin' apples. They come from Somerset Guy. Everyone knows that.
1: We're talking about the MyMac.com podcast. It's been around since
0: 2004.
1: Oh, I see.
0: That type of
1: Apple. Exactly. You can find it in iTunes. Talk to us from Twitter or Facebook. Or call us on our Skype number, which is...
0: 703-436-9501. There. Said it before you could. And we're
1: back. And we're back, baby. Whoa! I love being back.
0: Love the way I love you make me feel. (laughs) You you ever heard that before?
1: Uh, Yes, I have, but I don't know if our listeners. We love the
0: way I love you make me feel.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's right. Enjoy that one.
0: Do you think we need a little background music?
1: No, I felt that this whole. You think so? If you if you uh, think so, then we'll do it. All right. You're the captain of this ship.
0: The good ship Lollipop. That's uh, what we call the studio. (laughs) And <laughs> yeah, we have
1: a big sign. It's a neon sign. Yep. Pretty much saying it and everything. Okay. I I think I said I had... Uh, well, me and Justin were talking before the show. I have 27 bullet points. We may or may not go through all of them. Well, I said we make this a two-parter. We could make this a two-parter. Um, Let's... In fact, well, as, if we're going to make this a two-parter, maybe we should save the bullet points for next show. That, yeah,
0: that's that's kind of where I'm going here, because we've talked a, we've talked around what happened to him, but we haven't talked about it. The specifics. Yeah, like the, the Cliff Notes, Cliff Notes, Spark Notes, Cliff Notes version. Okay. The double Cliff Notes. Yes. Double, Almost triple yeah. Cliff Notes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right. Okay. Well, should we wrap this show up? Then? No,
0: no, no, no. We need to tell them what happened to him. Then we can go into the the stuff for next episode. Okay. Well, because there's no way we can. Well, you're a little bit more plugged into this guy than I am. I just recently became acquainted with with Mister Unger uh, about two or so weeks ago, and you've been you named one of our cats after Stu Unger.
1: Yeah. When it was my turn to name one of the pets, I named him Stewie. After Stu Unger. there's yeah. a lot of people call him Stu. Yeah, yeah. His name was Stu. His was name was Stu. Yes. Um. So where where do you want us to go right now?
0: Well, I want we've talked we've talked around what he is or what he was, who he was, some of the stuff. But someone who didn't read the book or didn't watch the YouTube stuff, who's just listening to us now. They're like I still have no freaking idea of what this guy was, or like some of the you know his his story. Like we've said that he's a, he was a great card player, greatest gin player ever. one three of this, one three of that. He he was you know drugs. He died of drugs, whatever. But that's that's just like the the skeleton of the story. Okay. The, the rest of the I mean, do you not agree?
1: Um. Well, i was just saying. I, can tell I, you I guess don't I'm, agree. I'm, I'm not. I, I guess I'm just not quite understanding what you're saying, because like, because what he was, he grew up in a in a household where the father kept books and gambling. He grew up with gambling. He grew up with wise guys. Um, and then during his teenage years, he began to play cards. He began to get good. His uh, his father passed away. And then Victor Romano kind of took him under his wing, um, you know, started showing the ropes a little bit. He knew what this kid can do in terms of playing cards, and so he uh, he backed Stewie for a lot of different games, and Stewie gave him half of what he wins. And this was this was when he started playing gin, and Stewie pretty much won every time. Yeah, and um,
0: and and he he won it. He won gin. The same way he won poker. Or you could say he won poker the same way he won at gin. And that's obviously having a very firm grasp on the game. Yeah. And and, and all the mechanics. Like, he was an expert at all that stuff. But what he was the best at was reading people. Mm-hmm. They said that he had the ability to see through cards.
1: Yeah. People... People were quoted as saying, "I'm sure
0: you have some quotes of that in here that we'll get to yeah. next time."
1: Um, people were quoted as saying that they felt like when they were playing Stewie and Jin, they were playing with their cards face up because yeah. he pretty much knew after like three turns the exact cards
0: they had in their hand. Yep, and um, and he yeah he was just an ex- he was like I said an expert at all the mechanics, all the you know the dirty details of when to draw, of whatever you mm-hmm. know or what all that but his real talent the thing that really set him apart was like he he was just amazing at reading people
1: yeah he was
0: like knowing uh knowing when somebody's bluffing or knowing you know what i i know how this guy this guy plays if i if i uh instead of just letting him you know just getting like a Couple thousand chips from this guy. If I just bet now and and you know he thinks he has the best hand, I'll just bet the regular amount. He'll raise me, or uh, or would that be the other way around? It might be
1: the other way around.
0: Yeah. Okay, I know what it was. It would uh, if you're Stewie and I'm the other guy. You would be you would make just a small type of bet Uh or a bet the where I you know that I think that you're bluffing. Yeah. So you make me... You trick me into thinking that you're bluffing. So, so then you, I'll be you like... raise it. Yeah. I, I will raise it and more than likely put you all in for this f- example. Yeah. And then you call. And then you have all my chips. Whereas if you raise in a way that, to where I think that you actually do have a hand, I'm going to fold. Yeah. And you won't get any chips out. I mean, his... What he... That's a very convoluted example. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean... What he was best yeah. at was... He read
1: people, but he also had the, the balls to follow up those reads. Um, like, Because I, I played poker quite a lot in my life. And I hate when I'm sitting at a table and uh, there's a huge hand and one guy bets <laughs> like all in. And this one dude folds. And some other dude shows a bluff. The dude who bet. And the guy who folded it was like, oh, I knew it. Well, no, you did not. If you knew it, you would have called him. Yeah. If you, uh, if you knew it and you didn't call him, then you're a little girl, <laughs> pretty much. And um, that's what was great about Stewie was whether it was making the bluff or calling a bluff, when he had a read, he went with it. And uh, whether he was right or wrong, I think that's something that can be respected. And more often than not, way more often than not, he was right. And, um, and so it was... Uh, it was his instincts mixed with his ability to read people, mixed with the guts and the the fearlessness,
0: and just the mind he had—the mathematical mind for cards. And what they say, what
1: makes someone a great poker player is they're not afraid to lose. You can't win if you're afraid to lose. Yeah. Like, um, like Stewie says in the book, like during the the main events, the World Series Poker main events he was playing, he was either. One of the first ones out, or he won it. Yeah. There's no, there's no in between, because he kept playing. He would push people for the chips. He was, he played so aggressively, and uh, he was never one to just wait, try and wait it out. Yeah. Like, he wasn't he, one to quote would, unquote survive the tournament. Well, and he wanted to control and the. And tournament. by that,
0: like, uh, just in case, like, you and I have kind of been around poker for like over ten years, I guess. Just to, like we know the yeah. game and and could talk. I know about poker, not about gin. But, uh, but like he wasn't one of those types of people that like when they got their hand, like, oh, I don't have a pair, I don't have free of a kind, I don't have anything. Therefore, I fold. Yeah, it, it was not like that. It was like, okay, look, I don't have anything, but no one else knows that.
1: Yeah, right now. And, and I know that no one else has anything. Yeah,
0: and I know how to act to make that asshole on the other side of the table think that I have something, and I know how to get some of those chips he has. With nothing, the, yeah, the, you know, holding nothing, and and that's that's what an, an aggressive player does. Now it's a lot harder to master than it is to describe it, right? I <laughs> yeah, mean,
1: definitely, because you have to you have to be aggressive, but you have to,
0: you have to play pick smart, your spots,
1: yeah. you know. Um, and that's 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 what made him a great poker player, and that's what in pro- and it's also what made him a good gin player.
0: Well, that's the thing; that's what made him good at all all of the. You know, card games that he played. Whenever you're playing another person, not like blackjack where it's, yeah, you know, you're, yeah, your cards are playing themselves. You're playing I a mean. man. Yeah, you're
1: playing. You're figuring out how that man thinks. Uh, you're not what, playing the house. What he thinks, I think. Yeah. Uh, what you know? What does he know about me, and how can I make him think different or act different? It's a mind game. Well, if you want, Stewie him to, was the best at mind games. If you want him
0: to think different, you'd buy him a Mac or a PC. That's not thinking different.
1: We love Max on this uh, network.
0: Yes, that's a, a yes, trap. Max FT Dub. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, that's what that's what made him a great gin player, great poker player. They didn't really go in, into any really detail about like seven card stud or you know any of the other games, but I'm sure that he but was he, he did decent win. Adam, he you know.
1: won because uh, what the World Series of Poker is there's like 40 different events. And um, the the most prestigious event is the ten thousand dollar <laughs> no limit hold'em uh, tournament tournament main event. And uh, but that was just one of like I don't know how many there were back then, but now there's like forty different tournaments. And uh, and every turn every time you won a tournament, you won like a gold bracelet. And uh, and a lot of people say they don't want the money as much as they want just that bracelet, that title to say that they won that prestigious tournament yeah and um and he won tournaments i
0: mean it's like a, it's, it's the poker version of a super bowl ring
1: yeah and he won tournaments uh in the world series that weren't no limit hold'em he won stud tournaments so he was good at pretty much any card game yeah and he was he was a quick yeah. learner you could teach him uh, one night the next day he would be infinitely better than you it.
0: yeah like you could uh win like you know, for for Stewie, uh, he w- he could lose like twenty or forty thousand in a night playing like a new game, and you know, then everyone goes home, and then they get together the next night. Stewie's won like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars because they uh, said like he would stay up all night yeah, like dealing practicing hands, hands to him, and yeah. Which I don't understand how you would. I don't like either. how you could even play that stuff out because it's hard to like play it out whenever uh, you know what your opponent has if you're dealing hands yeah. to yourself. Because especially in a game like uh, just no you know no limit hold'em for example, uh, you know you could just see how hands play out, but that doesn't take into the account at all or into account at all like someone the person yeah exactly. So I don't understand how he did it, but it, it, hey whatever he did, it. He did yeah. It worked <laughs> yeah. And like literally in a night he could turn around from being like oh god I suck at this game to like owning every single chip in the house yeah and. um and, and we, we mentioned last show, he had a, a special ability, a superhuman ability. He could, it's about as close as anyone can come to snapping their fingers and m- making money out of thin air. Yeah, pretty much. I mean... Because he it, could win any time he really
1: put his mind to it. And he did that a lot when he was younger, but then when he started getting into drugs... Yeah, it kind, of, okay, took over his it kind life of and
0: really slowed his mind down. And, yeah. But, um, as you would expect.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, he was such a great card player, but he was a huge gambler. And what he would do, he would win like thousands and thousands of hundred thousands playing poker, or playing gin. And then he would walk right next door to like the, the horse book. track or the
0: sports book. Yeah.
1: And he would bet it all. He would bet it, bet it all, all all on
0: every single game that
1: next day. Yeah, and uh, or on the horses, he would bet just everything on
0: just one horse. Horses were more. I know he did it, and he won his largest amount of money ever betting on horses. uh, At one time, one point eight million. Well, I thought it was. Closer to one million than one point eight. Like I, th- I thought it was no, like nine no, hundred. He, 900, he uh, okay. He he had two bets, two oh, of the that's same right.
1: exact bets that were both nine hundred thousand. Okay, 000. so okay. put together as one point eight million.
0: Yeah, that's kind of an irony. Maybe not an irony. I hate when people don't use irony in the correct way. That's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think irony is when something's made of iron,
1: like uh, cast
0: iron. Iron Man. There you go. He's irony. Uh, um, but yeah, like, uh, the way that he lost most of his money was just, he won his largest amount at one time ever by doing that. Yeah. And man, did he blow through that. Uh, but, um, but yeah, he, uh. I think, though, for the most part, horses were more early in his life, and and sports betting... I would would agree to that. A.K.A. betting on sports. Yeah. For (laughs) uh, for
1: those people who don't know the Vegas lingo. Yes, right.
0: (laughs) Uh, You know, he lived in Vegas, and sports books were just so... All over the place. Way easier to go to and gamble at than, you know... We've been to Vegas several times, and we've certainly haven't seen ten percent of what's there. But I don't know. there's no—I don't know of any like horse tracks even close to the Strip, really.
1: I would have no idea.
0: Yeah, but however, I can tell you there's like countless sports books, like all over the place.
1: And it, it got to the point where he was betting so much that him and uh, Doyle Brunson,
0: which one of the poker greats, yeah, if uh, the grandfather, I would almost say of poker. Yes.
1: Um... A lot of poker players, every poker player knows Doyle Brunson. I bet even a lot of non-poker players uh, might know who he is.
0: I I'm gonna take the opposite view on that one. I think if you don't know about poker, okay, but he's, if you, if he's, he's do, one of those names that's like super huge in poker, and you might have heard of one or two poker players if you don't play poker. Okay, and, but like he, as big as he is in the poker community, he's that unknown to everyone else.
1: Okay, well, back in the day him and stewie were good friends and they would bet with each other they would be like instead of betting on the on the books in vegas because you had taxes to deal with you had to like to give the house some if you mm-hmm. won they would just bet with each other where stewie one day would would be the book and door brunson picked all the games he wanted and so stewie would have to take the other games and then the next day stewie would make the bets and then door brunson was the bookie and they just kept doing it like that yeah
0: and and you and you really start to see uh, in this um, you know in this book that uh, no matter how much money Stewie had in his life, like if he wasn't a big time, like if he still had aspirations of gambling for the rest of his life, but didn't make it big, like if a big bet to him was like five hundred dollars instead of like you know five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Um, I don't think he would have done anything differently, and by that I mean you—you you start to see that it's not about the money. It's about it's the not, thrill. It's a yeah. I mean, because think about it. You keep betting back and forth with somebody. I mean, the money's basically constantly either changing hands or really not yeah, breaking really even. Matter. And it yeah, it's it's almost like you know what? Uh, I wouldn't be that surprised if they do that every single day. There's no way they pay up. Each day, it's like that's how I'm I'm wondering how much money actually changed hands. That's exactly how it is
1: because that's kind of what me and Cody do. Cody was uh, guest host a couple episodes ago on the N64 show, yeah. And um, me and him, like during the last uh, college basketball tournament, the March Madness
0: uh, playoffs and Super Bowl and the playoffs, where uh, we
1: we bet on every single game in the. March Madness tournament.
0: Who was Stewie and who was Doyle? Cuz I know that y'all were playing that out. I was Stewie. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cuz that was awesome. <laughs> and uh and and even like well, That
0: that matches cuz you lost a lot, especially <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: in the in the NFL playoffs. You only got I the Super Bowl right. Yeah.
0: Every <laughs> single other game though, from the beginning of the playoffs right up to the Super Bowl, you lost, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> and you got so mad at me that I bet I bet on Yeah, your you bet team on the team I was to win. Yeah, I don't
0: remember who it was. It was the Patriots. Okay.
1: And yep, they lost.
0: <laughs> and I do blame that all on you.
1: It was It really was my fault. And uh, and like me and him, we bet on just we bet on if uh, there was going to be. But these are NFL. like five dollars a game. Yeah, five and ten dollars. So like you said, it wasn't about the money, but it was the constant thrill of betting. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm up like fifty dollars on them. Mm-hmm. But we just keep. I mean, it's we'll, it's like keeping a tab. Yeah. Who knows? Whenever this tab's going to be paid off,
2: it will your, be. At those one are point. your
1: initials. It is my initials as well. Yeah. Um,
0: pay the tab. Pay the tab. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Touche. But, yeah, so I mean. That was the name of a board game, too. Pay the Tab? No, Touche. Uh, pay the Tab should be the name of a board game. <laughs> we'll contact. Uh,
0: marketing. See yeah, about so getting that Our started marketing up. people. Yeah. Yeah. They our, do our good new stuff marketing over team, there. Yeah.
1: The marketing uh, team. management team over there. But, uh, <laughs> like you were saying, it's, it's not about the money, it's about the thrill. And I can understand what that's like. Obviously, not betting like $10,000 on a baseball game. But, I mean, he, that's just who he was. That's what his DNA was made up of was gamble. Yeah. And it was just that thrill.
0: And and he was lucky enough to be, like, you know, beyond, beyond good. Beyond at, good at what at, he at, could at, control. Yeah, at, 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 at a certain aspect of gambling. Yeah. Like, he was lucky that he was so good at, like you said, one aspect of it. Because he was so, 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 like, just so average at at all of the rest of it. Yeah. and
1: If not below average.
0: (laughs) Really, yeah. And had the, like, uh, you would think a professional gambler would at least have, like, a professional gambler's, like, betting strategy, right? Like, you know, even if I'm not good at picking baseball games, I at least know when to pick a game, you know, like... When would be a good time to bet or whatever. But like that's not what it was with him. Or even setting yourself a limit. His limit was
1: when he had no money left. Yeah. Whereas if I've got like a thousand dollars and I don't know a whole lot about baseball, I might bet like two hundred on it. If that. You know. But he if he didn't know a lot about baseball, he didn't care. He just put it down anyways. Yeah. And uh the whole
0: thing. I mean there was as, he had as, no a, money as much management. of an expert as he was in in the card realm of, of gambling. Although he was he was decent at blackjack, but he certainly wasn't anything like out of the ordinary.
1: Well, what made him good at blackjack was the was counting, counting cards because he had such a mathematical mind. Yeah,
0: but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know that. Do they have blackjack tournaments? Because that, yeah, they that do. That just seems like the biggest jerk off of all time.
1: I don't know how they. I don't know how they run a blackjack tournament, I don't but I, either. But I know they have them. Like, uh, well, yeah,
0: I mean, I guess I know, but like, no, That's there's a uh, the reason why I, you haven't really heard yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, but
1: I have no idea how you would go about even running a tournament yeah. like that.
0: But, uh, but yeah, he certainly wasn't known for his, you know, blackjack, whatever. But that's about, like, the only card stuff he wasn't good at. But as much of an expert as he was in, in like, the card realm, like, you know, he... He knew the game inside and out. Like if you cracked his bones open, like cards would come out. Like he was just that in tune with that part of gambling. But as much of an expert and all that as he was at that side of gambling, that's how much of a noob he he not only always was because he never got good. He never got good at it. Uh, he but he was he had no idea how to do it. He played like a noob. When it came to gambling, anything else other than cards,
1: yeah, pretty much. His all he did was just. It's kind of like if, if you if you're watching like a uh, like a baseball game with with like a girl who doesn't know anything about it, and uh, and you're like, well, which which you know which team are you going for? Just two random teams. She's Like, oh, well, I like. I like the Baltimore Orioles because they got a couple good-looking guys on their team.
0: Or I like the bird on the
1: head. Yeah, something like that, where it's like, that has nothing to do with yeah. anything. And that's kind of how he was. He just kind of, you know, I kind of like this team. Let's bet $10,000 on it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Kind of like a noob, like you were saying.
0: Like, he just had no method. There you go. I think it, he, he...
1: His method was no method. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yes. So in, he
2: technically may have a method. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. There we go. Uh, I don't know what I just said. I was thinking of that band, Methods of Mayhem. Method Man. No, Methods of Mayhem with Tommy Lee. I've never even heard of them. They can't be that good. No, they weren't that good. No. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, he he uh, he was he was. What's that Porky the Pig over there? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The thing was, though, is that as soon as he would lose all his money, all he had to do was find a poker table or a card table or someone who wanted to play gin who had some money, which was not hard for him to do.
1: And almost, like, any tournament or any gin game he played, he was that good where people... He had, like, a line of people waiting to
0: back him. Which means that... They were like, "Here, play with my money, yeah, and, and, and give, give me, me half a, of what you win, yeah, or even like just give me a cut. Like you don't even have to give me half because you know that you're going to be getting more money than you gave them,
1: yeah. So like,
0: because he was only he was as close to a guaranteed win." As there has ever been,
1: yeah, pretty much. That's a there's good no way to such put thing it.
0: as a guaranteed win, but he was as close to it.
1: Like he would, he would win this money in poker. He would like maybe ten thousand dollars. He would blow all ten thousand dollars in gambling. He would find uh, Billy Baxter or Doyle Brunson. Like, hey, can you stake me in this in this heads up game? Heads up meaning one on one. I'll give you, you know, a cut of what I win. A cut of what of what? A cut of what of what? <laughs> and they were like, insta-yes, okay, here you go. And he would win, pay his, you know, his backer back. Yeah. And then he would take that money and blow it all again. Yep. And it was just one cycle. Yeah, it was
0: just one huge, huge cycle. And, I mean, yeah, like, he, li- he literally had people. Li- like, that's what, whenever you saw Stu Unger and you had, you know, a little bit of money. That, those are the words you want to hear coming out of his mouth, is will you stake me? Because that means cha-ching. Yeah. I'm going to get money. I'm going to make money doing nothing. Pretty much. I'm going to let him do all the hard work. Like it was an I'm going to get a cut it. It was it. an honor to have him ask you for money at that yeah, stage at, in, in the game.
1: Yeah, and you, you say that stage, because then, then he got real... Like, real addicted to cocaine. It was the 80s, and the 80s were... Especially, they said in Vegas, you could find it just anywhere. Oh, yeah. Everyone had it. it and I, it might not be any different today, I don't know.
0: No, it's different today. because, And I don't know how much you know about, uh, like, cocaine in the 80s. Um, uh, you know, I was born in 84. You know, I just know what I know from, like, you know, different... Like there's a great, great uh, documentary. I know it's on Netflix uh, called The Cocaine Cowboys, and it talks about uh, the cocaine trade, uh, how it kind of got, how it really built up into this whole thing. Whereas, like if if you talk to someone who was like an adult in the '80s, like I bet you Tim could probably tell you it it was just like the coke. I'm not saying Tim did. I'm just saying like he he could he could probably you know tell you that like it was all about cocaine in the 80s like prominent everywhere especially where anywhere where there was like a larger than average amount of money and like if you know someone had a lot of money and Mm -hmm. they were even semi into like partying yeah they had cocaine and it was everywhere cocaine ruled the 80s and so yeah it was it was in You know, it was everywhere, literally everywhere. Yeah. And and the thing was is it was like one of the first drugs I think that like you know, there was a chance that like you know, maybe a fairly decent chance that like your doctor was doing cocaine or like lawyer or or like it was more common than ever that like the guy you see with the business suit and all that you know, whereas like before then it was like, Oh yeah, that dude's a square, man. You know, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> Middle out, man. Come on, just think about it, man. Yeah, because yeah, it was just it was just like that. Like it was, you know, it's as close to mainstream as, as a, a hard drug like that could get.
1: Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he got huge in the
0: cocaine. To the point where that's what ruled his life pretty much. Like, um... It quit... Gambling quit being his drug of choice, and it slowly started to become cocaine. Yeah. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yes. Which is unfortunate. Oh, yeah. Um, because, like, Stewie, as big of a gambler as he was, he was also uh, a father. He was uh, a husband at one point. Like, Mm -hmm. he had outside responsibilities to take care of. And, um... And he got so deep into, he got deep into gambling, which <laughs> was like his mistake I would make. Um, <laughs> he would get so deep Quit into gambling. Your mistakes on me, but uh, but like his wife, Madeline, she was able to cope with that to an extent. Mm-hmm. But when he got deep into cocaine, it was mm-hmm. like his whole life went just downhill, and it went downhill fast. To the point where, like you were said, you—I
0: don't know that it was fast though, because that was the thing that kind of hooked him. Right? Is it was it kind of started slowly, like because it started to just be a way, like, because some of these poker games that he would play in, not tournaments, but like what is called cash games, you know, where you know you're not playing to the last man standing.
1: Yeah, you can take your chips and leave whenever you want.
0: Exactly. Like They would go on for literally days at a time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was Doyle Brunson or um, the other... The guy whose name was in the world... Or the uh, Super Bowl of Poker. Amarillo Slim. That is somebody in the poker world that I think a lot of regular people have heard that name. Amarillo Slim. Maybe. I'd be willing to bet. Uh, But it was either Brunson or this guy who said that, you know, some of them including, you know, Emeril Slim and, uh, Brunson had a natural focus where they could sit at a table for literally days days at a time, Yeah, you know, only, you know, getting up every couple hours to to go to the bathroom and maybe grab something to eat real quick. Uh, they could do that naturally, but you know, some of the other guys, including Stewie, uh, Need a little to. bit of help and you know cocaine kind of speeds you up mm-hmm. and kind of you know gives you energy i guess i don't know that's what that's what they say i've never cocaine guy myself <laughs> uh um but uh yeah Just so
1: on the record i'm not either okay
0: <laughs> um yeah so it's kind of started being something like that and it it Slowly over time, kind of whittled, you know, whittled his his brain away until suddenly it the cocaine wasn't about supporting the poker, the poker suddenly became supporting the yeah. cocaine.
1: Poker took a backseat to cocaine mm-hmm. in Stu Unger's life, and uh, well, in all our lives. That's true too.
0: I, that was an odd statement. That really to, to say that it was in was. Stewie's. I was really, I was rock. about
1: to go somewhere deep, and then you just threw that out there, and I'm not quite sure where I, where I was trying to go. I'm my sorry. Statement. It's okay. Um, so pretty much to sum up, Stu Unger. Next. Oh,
0: th- uh, well, we should probably just quickly get into his comeback. Okay, that's
1: huge. Okay. Um, why
0: don't you tell him that?
1: Um. Like I said, he won the World Series of Poker main event three times. He won it back-to-back in 1980 and 1981. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he won some tournaments, you know, sporadically after that. But then he got real big into cocaine. He, um, you know, things were going bad. And it got to the point where he was losing a lot. And it was the 1997, I believe, 1997 World Series of Poker. So that would be 16 years after his last uh win mm-hmm. in the main event. Um he asked uh Billy Baxter, Billy B, Billy B BB is the great Billy B as some B. like to call him. Uh he was like one of Stewie's really good friends. He was a gin player, he was a poker player. Really looked out for Stewie. And um and so Stewie uh he played in a satellite tournament, which a satellite is, like, the The buy-in for the main event is $10,000. A satellite is 10 players go to a table. They all put up $1,000. Winner gets to see into yeah. the ten thousand dollar buy-in.
0: So it's it's a tournament to get into the yes, tournament. a smaller
1: tournament. If you win it, you go to the bigger tournament. That's right. And um, and Stewie was like one card away from winning. He got heads up, which again means you know one on one, two players left. If he would have won this hand, then he that he was about a ninety five percent favorite to win. He would have been in the nineteen ninety seven main event on his own. Mm-hmm. And that dude got lucky and knocked Stewie out. And it was about uh, like 15 minutes before this tournament was about to start. And Stewie really wanted to play. He really felt like he could, you know, he, like he wanted this. Like he needed this. Yeah. And he went to Billy Baxter and was like, I really want to play. Can you stake me? Because um, at
0: this point, he had pretty much tapped out a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, like he, he, uh, it, it suddenly you- quit becoming as close to a guarantee as possible. It started to become, uh, you know, yeah. just like anybody else coming up and asking you. For- with,
1: with, it, I guess, everything in life, but especially with gamblers, your word is everything. If, uh, you know, if, if I'm like, hey, I need the money, I'll pay you back. That's my word. I give you my word. And if I break that, no one will ever trust me again. Yeah. Not just you, you're going to tell your friends that hey, I'm you, gonna can, you, you can,
0: yeah, I'm going to do a podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. And uh yeah, and you're and you're going to tell your friends not to trust me.
0: And that's kind of what Stewie did. He backstabbed a lot of people. And he that on not like he he didn't go into it with the intention of no. hurting people. It's just his addiction. Yeah, he just
1: couldn't help it. Yeah. Really. And um and he actually backstabbed Billy Baxter it was uh, I'm trying to remember I forget what year it
0: it what it wasn't the 80 82 I think eighty two was it um like it wasn't his third time it, it was, was in
1: 1990 okay. I have it as one of my notes okay um what Stewie did was he had Billy Baxter back him the ten thousand dollars <laughs>
0: Billy Baxter back him
1: and um, and Stewie was one of the chip leaders going into the third day. And uh, there was, you know, maybe twenty people left. He had a great chance to become the. Uh, oh
2: shit. He had a great
1: chance to win his third title, you know, right then. And on the third day, he didn't show up
0: to a seat. Yeah, the tournament started. The tournament and started. And Stu is nowhere, and everyone's
1: like, "Where's Stu Unger at?" And so they go into his room, and he's laying there just. Like face down on the bed, unconscious, barely breathing. Mm-hmm. This is the main event.
0: Yeah, I mean this yeah, this, this he, is for some warm ups.
1: This is for his third title, main mm-hmm. event. And he was doing so well. And then playing he, with
0: someone else's money. Yeah,
1: playing with someone else's money. Billy Baxter's money. And, uh, and instead of getting a which good night's sleep...
0: Talk, which he had to talk Billy Baxter into yeah, quite a bit before point. this tournament even started. The one in 90, he had to do some talking into yeah. to even get here. And so
1: pretty much they took Stewie to the hospital. They had to like pump his yeah, stomach. He, yeah, indeed. And um, he survived it, but he was done playing that tournament. And he had so many chips, he still finished ninth in that tournament. Yeah,
0: that's insane. But it's it was just, out of the
1: money, right? Uh, no, no, no. no it it he a, got money. Yeah, he so got Billy money. Baxter was able to get it. Yeah, his... he still got a little bit of... But it was the whole... But, yeah, it was that, yeah, like such he, a he really kind of screwed yeah. me over. Oh, yeah. And so, 97 rolls around, and he's like, Billy, I really want to play this tournament. And he's even this in tournament. worse shape yeah, now like, than he was in ninety. You know, didn't shave. He like, smelled. smelled. Didn't shower. Hair was long. Not groomed at all. And But, but Billy Baxter said... Stu was just, just one of those guys that he was so hard to say no to, yeah, because he had so much enthusiasm and it was that whole boyish thing that like all right, well, well
0: didn't he say that he, there was also just something in in his eyes that like yeah, he could just there was something different about about this time like he start he had a little bit of that this is not his words but like a little bit of that sparkle that he used to have,
1: yeah, pretty much he had that eye of the tiger. <laughs> And uh, and so, Billy Baxter staked him. And uh, sixteen years after he won his second main event title, he went on to win it again in '97, making him a three-time champion. And it was <clears throat> it was a huge comeback that really no one thought he had in him.
0: That's like uh, that's like um, uh, uh, Joe Montana coming back to the NFL. And in his first season, getting like league MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl winner, and was a head coach, <laughs> or, and sorry, he something. was the kicker, yeah, uh, and and he was the offensive line coordinator, <laughs> something just really <laughs> really out of yeah. okay, but no like like a, 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 a like okay um, Muhammad Ali now like let's say he was, uh, he suddenly got better. I don't know. Okay, he, he was cured. Yeah, like Johnson & Johnson came out with yeah. some,
1: you know... Curing lotion.
0: Yeah. Uh, and and he got a hold of some of that. Even if he got all better now, you know, he's still old. He's still out of practice. Yeah. Imagine he won the heavyweight championship his first, like... First The, yeah, first, yeah, try, his, his, really. the first thing that he did after, get, like, getting back into boxing, he didn't train at all. He, 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 yeah. he got his Johnson & Johnson... And and the next uh, day he was and the next day the yeah the next day he was able to get into the heavyweight championship bout and he won that's you're like uh, uh, where did this come from exactly that's
1: you're, they're pinching themselves to see if they're this is a dream or not mm-hmm. because it's so far out of reality that you think this really wasn't happening right
0: now because in the poker world and in, in a sense. He was already dead. It was all he was kind of referred to as. He was kind hey, of. Do more you remember Stewie Younger? Remember he, how great he was? He was kind of um, more. Of whatever a, happened, to he him. was kind of more of a joke
1: at that point.
0: Well, because I think of the in way the he inside poker poker world. But I mean, like people who talked about like in like because believe it or not, there were poker magazines even back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but kind of like he was almost referred to more as uh, like he had already passed. Even yeah. though he was still alive. He was well, referring thing, to with was, his greatness.
1: People remember him in that 1980s form. And then when they saw him again in 97, yeah. we're like, is he? he's really trying to do this? Like,
0: come on, dude. Just like... Because he literally came in off the street. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, he didn't have a home. No. He literally came in off of the street. And,
1: uh, you know like they said people were like laughing at him uh-huh. like like he was more of a he was more the butt of a joke than like when he walked into the room they said it used to be everyone was just in awe of yeah. him like oh that's the kid you know i can't believe it and then they said i can't believe, I can't believe it i can't believe it he's a catch me out bees knees <laughs> uh, and then they said you know like in in the 97 he would walk in the room and everyone just kind of like you know, you can hear the whispers, but they weren't whispers of awe. They were like cracking jokes and like you know stuff like that. And so, and he really he proved everyone wrong. And he uh, and he won the event in '97.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there, there are, uh, and this goes for the his 1981 win as well. There are uh, pretty um, comprehensive uh, clips of like. A lot of the final table action that went mm. on, both at the 97 and the 81 World Series of Poker. And it is, man, it is so interesting to watch the 81 uh, tournament first and then go and watch the 97. And it's night and day. Oh, man. It is not the same. does not look like the same guy at all. I'm, I'm and, sure it doesn't. And uh, we had, Travis had mentioned he had done so much cocaine that um, was it his right nostril?
1: Yeah, I think so. Just It was collapsed. either his right or his
0: left. I, I don't remember <laughs> one which of
1: one. of those two. You got a 50% yeah. chance of getting it right.
0: Um. Completely
1: collapsed. Yeah. Like, like uh. He had to wear glasses. Like that's John Lennon glasses. That's why
0: he wore those purple slash blue, whatever it was we were talking about like earlier. Circle glasses. Yeah. He to kind wore, of
1: conceal his nose a little bit. Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh. And the thing about the movie is they have him wearing those glasses a lot in his later years. It's like that's not what – it was not about like he found a new look for himself that he was yeah. digging. It was – he only wore them on TV. Or maybe he wore them out a little bit too. I don't know. Yeah. But he's not wearing he them in his them own for, hotel
1: room. He wore them for a reason, and that reason wasn't to look cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: Now, the last thing that we'll say, trap before we uh, end this one is, you know – it sounds very rock and rollish. It sounds very, you know, Stewie was a very in one sense, a very selfish guy. Yeah, he was. Um, he was selfish in in a way that I don't think he could ever help. No, it's just I who mean he that's was. just yeah. And I mean he wasn't like trying to be a dick. Excuse me. In the way that he was selfish. Mhm. It was just a part of him yeah, and it was, one of those parts of people DNA. that they just can't change. Uh, but at the same time, he, but the the ninety his ninety seven win was supposed to be his. Uh, that's like his comeback. Yeah, and to kind of give you an idea of the type of guy he was. I don't think we've done a good enough job painting the type of picture of like how he wanted to be like a better person for his daughter. Yeah. Um, you know they had played this entire 1997 World Series of Poker, you know, no one really knew, except I think that announcers did, Mm -hmm. Um, that Stewie, the entire time, had a picture of his daughter in his pocket, and, like, he said that's what, that's what, like, gave him strength or whatever. And if you watch... When they were interviewing him. Yeah, if you watch the interview right after he won it, like, he literally kept like they would ask him a question be like yeah well I don't know about that but and then he'd hold the picture yeah. up and then like ask the camera to like zoom in on this little girl this is this is a great you know whatever this is the reason I did it yeah like she I think he said something like I I called her yesterday and she said that if I didn't win that she would disown me so I told her well then I guess I'll just win yeah I mean like it almost brings a tear to your eye whenever, whenever you know the story and you see it I mean like he thought that this was going like things would change. Yeah. Or he was and he hoping thought that, that this, a lot too. But this gave him more of a reason to believe that than anything else up to that point. I would think. Yeah, you winning would think the World so. Series of Poker again might make him think, Wow, okay, you know what, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can. You yeah, know? and then Maybe I do have it in me. Unfortunately,
1: a year after that, he passed away in '98. But, um, as selfish of a guy that he was, he was also very generous when he had money. Yeah. When he had the money, like, he he would buy, like, Philly, the mob dude that was accompanying him a lot. Mm -hmm. He'd buy him a car. Uh, like, he would constantly give, uh, you know, his his wife or ex wife or, uh, you know his daughter just money just spend on no, whatever not his
0: daughter oh uh, maybe early in her life because there's something I want to get get back to with with his daughter and the money thing and that's what we'll end it on the okay shopping taking her shopping yeah uh but um he ha- he got a letter in the mail from someone in prison Oh yeah, saying, saying that, he was
1: a distant relative. Yeah,
0: and Stewie knew that this dude is full of BS, but you know what? He sent him $200. Sent him 200 Never that, heard from him again. Yeah, I think that probably sums up like how free he was with his money. Yeah. Like
1: he when he had money, he was ultra generous. Mhm. It was when he didn't have the money and then when he first got that money, how reckless he was with it. That was the selfishness coming out of him. Yeah. Um, So go ahead and let's tell the story about he took his daughter shopping. Let's go ahead and end this show.
0: Yeah, there's uh, just super, super quickly. um, There's a a guy named Mike Sexton. Mm. Um, And if anybody out there is even semi in the poker, I'm sure you know that. Yeah, we'll Uh, talk more about him
1: next show. Absolutely. He's on the notes.
0: But uh, he was uh, not a lifelong friend, but um, for a long time, him and Stewie, probably Stewie's best friend. Yeah, probably. Yeah. at least that's the indication the book gave us. Mm. Um, he never left Stewie's side for a second. Even when Stewie would was begging to borrow like ten bucks, Sexton was smart about the way he helped Stewie. Yeah. But he was always there to help. He never said, you know what, F you Stewie, get the F out, don't ever talk to me again. Mm. Um, it was after the 97 win... Of the World Series of Poker. Stewie was broke again, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and he was talking with his daughter or whatever, because he was always trying to get closer to his daughter to be a better father. Yeah.
1: And he had was, that want to, but he just couldn't execute it, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Unfortunately, mm. for her. Um, but... It was the beginning of the school year, and she was talking about she needed some new school clothes. Yeah. And all Stewie wanted to do, all he wanted to do in this entire world was to be able to buy school clothes for his yeah. for his daughter. And he had no money. He, he had no money. And he was thinking back, and, and the reason I brought Mike Sexton is because uh, Sexton helped Stewie out and gave Stewie some money so he could take his daughter to the... Wherever, and 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 the thing was,
1: uh, when Stewie asked, he was like, "Hey, he like, hey, I need some money." And Sexton was around him enough to know what What that that usually meant. And he was like, "No, it's for my daughter. I swear." And then Sexton gave him the money, and then uh, gave him a credit card. Yeah, and they went shopping and got her
0: a lot of nice things. And then Stewie. Whenever he went to go give the card back, Stu he was literally in just tears. Saying that, and like you have no idea how much much that,
1: that, yeah, how much it meant to him and to his daughter. Mm -hmm. And he said that was that was a better feeling than him winning any poker tournament. Was being able to like provide for his little girl, pretty much. Yeah,
0: and that's that's you know just one of the many things that makes Stu Unger such a interesting guy, guy is because it's just such a dichotomy between who he. I mean, you think about it, right? It's kind of reversed for a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, on a relative scale, maybe at least, are responsible people, but they wish they could be so irresponsible, mm-hmm. you know, like, they wish they wish they didn't care so much about the TPS report, you know? They wish they could just be kind of easy-going. More carefree. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he was the other way around. He was super carefree but he, he wished he had that more, more than anything in the world especially later discipline years. I guess yeah he wished he had it in him and wish he had the discipline that's mm-hmm. perfect yeah wished he had the discipline to Swish. be normal <laughs> you know yeah uh, for for his daughter um so yeah I mean like there's it's really it's there's so
1: much to talk about with this guy.
0: He's such a tragic figure. I think, as most of these people are. Like I said, I, yeah. You know, read the Jim Morrison book, and he's not nearly as. Uh, you don't feel nearly as bad for him necessarily. It's just more interesting uh-huh. than it is like you know like heartfelt. Yeah. Uh, but, um, Hendrix was a little heartfelt. Like he, he just wanted to play guitar, and he was such a nice guy that people took advantage of him. Yeah. And, and there was all this and that, but, but he's definitely. I'll tell you one reason uh, that he is this book was so good, and you really like love the character of Stewie and you root for him is because typically up to that point you had never heard of him before, so it's not like you have any preconceived notions of him going into this book. Like to bring up again the Jimi Hendrix or the Jim Morrison, you you, you already know. Yeah, you know, and you know the 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 basics of the story. But with someone like this, unless you've been a, uh, you know, lifetime or, you know, long time, at least, poker fan, you really don't know who Stu Unger is. Mm -hmm. And so you're hearing all of this for the very first time. And it just really, the picture that's painted for you is as close to, we have as as the full picture. And uh, it really sums it, you know, I I don't know. Yeah. Um, your closing thoughts and then we're gonna quit this show. my co- closing
1: <laughs> my closing thoughts are um, like I have a lot of respect for him and uh, and what he was able to accomplish because what he was able to accomplish I don't think hardly anybody ever could um, in terms of the winnings uh, the whole like best gen player
0: ever. Ever that ability to look that, into your soul, yeah, the way he, the way that he was and know you just by looking at you. Almost yeah.
1: he was he was a a dynamic personality. He's a very interesting person too. And um, I don't know, I, I like I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this book. I really enjoyed talking about it. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's so much to talk about. We're gonna make this into a two parter. Um, Whenever I was reading it, I made a ton of notes, and I finally put them all together. Yep. And, um, and so next episode, we're going to go through kind of more the specifics, like really specific stories. Yeah, we're going to go into like... Act, yeah, perfect. And, um, Boom. And so uh, stay tuned for that, because as interesting as the gist of it is, mm-hmm. it doesn't touch the stories. Yeah. That really make up the gist of it. That's right. So, um, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be awesome. Um pretty much all i got
0: yeah i I just wanted to close with you telling me that this was like this was the guy you wanted to be this was your role model
1: this was my role model i liked him so much i named my cat after him yep stewie (laughs) not after stewie from family guy Stewie
0: from Stew Unger. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was around the same time that Family Guy kind of got that resurgence.
1: Yeah. Because Stewie, it's spelled S-T-U-E-Y. That's Stew
0: Unger spelling. The typical Stewie spelling. Yeah.
1: And then Stewie from Family Guy is S-T-E-W-I-E. And so my mom was like, what do you want to name him? I want to name him Stewie. Okay. First thing, she goes to the vet. How do you spell that? She called me and asked me how to spell it. So that's your fault really. Yeah, it is. Okay, well that's all right. <laughs> but um yeah. He was very dynamic personality. Just stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah. Um give out emails, websites. Yeah, our email.
0: Housekeeping. You, housekeeping. <laughs> we you need to pull that. Okay. Uh <laughs> sorry, I'm just thinking <laughs> of being able to have that in the soundboard. Um yeah, uh, our email is gsc at mymac.com. Yes, is that right? That's correct. Correctamundo. Correctamundo. And um, uh, I don't. I think I might have taken that out actually. Yeah. Oh, well, here yeah. it is.
2: Correctamundo.
1: There you
0: go. Um, yeah, we could probably shut that music. Yeah, off. probably. Um, so yeah, you can uh, get in touch with us there. Leave us a comment and iTunes, please. Yeah. Um. Leave us uh, a, co- uh, a comment uh, on the GSE site, com. There you go. Um, and uh, Travis, I need an ETA from you on the Facebook page. You've got your hard hat on and your, and your blueprints out and you're designing it. Um, I need an ETA.
1: It will be ready no later than two weeks. Okay. Awesome. Book it. It's the 7th right now by the 21st. It'll be
0: done. All right, and um uh until then, if you are s- still wanting to get on Facebook and talk about us, while the site uh is is uh, under construction, our temporary home is facebook dot com slash mymac podcast. uh mention us on there. you know it's uh kind of as the name might imply, sort of geared more towards the actual my mac podcast, however, um, yeah, there's no reason we can't take weeks. it over. There's no reason we can't take it over. That's our first step towards taking over the world. Yep. World domination begins at step one, right? Yes. Step one is take over the <laughs> My, My Mac, Mac <laughs> podcast uh, Facebook page. They better watch out. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, or just email us or whatever. Okay. I've been getting a lot of emails on that, on that email address. Oh Yeah. Yeah, uh, talking about like Viagra and stuff. Like, somehow okay. that email address has.
1: Someone was doing some dirty <laughs> business with that email address.
0: I don't know if that address was already in play or if it was only recently uh, created or what the deal is, but man, as soon as I added that email address, uh-huh. uh, spam came a running. <laughs> <laughs> and the first couple that we got, I was like, oh, this will be funny. I'll say we got some new mail and then yeah. I'll, I'll read some but then it's like the next day we got like six more and it was like just uh, came too much yeah <laughs> if you read one you gotta read them all and yeah, there reads, was just too many and a lot of them just have like you know i space k8 hr space yeah. dot, dot 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 you know whatever <laughs> the stuff that doesn't make any sense okay
1: like women there you go <laughs> just threw that jab in there at the last minute boom
0: yeah so uh yeah, you know what? I got an idea. We're gonna end the show. Okay, why don't you take us out?
1: All right, that's where, that's where I was trying to go.
0: <laughs> Thank you to everybody out there. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for listening, for Thank
1: Justin. You, Trav. This is Travis. Stay golden, Pony Boy. Love you, Stu.